The Laughter Permitted Podcast is brought to you by Ally. Do it right. Hello. Welcome to Laughter Permitted. I'm Julie Foudy. I'm Lynn Ozawi. I know we typically have the guests at the scene in the interview, but we wanted to give you a little heads up that in this episode, we'll be in... Studio! It's where dreams are made of. There's nothing you can't do do when you're in studio. Okay. Uh, The reigning WNBA MVP, Brianna Stewart, returns to the pod and she tells one of the funniest damn stories. (laughs) Straight off the top. she She comes in hot. Uh, and literally just when I thought like, okay, I cannot love Stewie anymore. She goes and does this. And I'm like, that's why I love this Mm -hmm. woman so much. This is going to be some super high praise for me. The story is up there with the Mia Hamm split pants story. (laughs) Uh, And if you have not listened to the Mia Hamm split pants story, then you have not lived. You You are under a rock. Where have you been? Okay, so we talked with Stewie not long after the end of the WNBA season in which she led the New York Liberty to a finals appearance in her first season there. And also we talked to her soon after the birth of her second child, Teo, <laughs> who may be the story we're referring to, who joins big sister Ruby in the family. Stewie famously made the move to New York this season after playing six seasons with the Seattle Storm, where she won two WNBA championships and was finals MVP. Stewie played her collegiate ball at UConn, where she won four straight NCAA titles and was named the Final Four's most outstanding player, a record, yes, you guessed it, four times, and was a three-time consensus national player of the year. And let's not forget, she has two Olympic gold medals. So, eh, I'd say she's okay. She's pretty damn good. It's always a good time with Stewie. So get comfortable listening. It's Brianna Stewart. Hey there, Dope Village. Lynn and I have been involved in women's sports our entire lives and truly... We've never been more excited for what's to come in this women's sports space. And one big reason, Ally. Ally has made a commitment to an equal media investment in women's and men's sports. And that means more money going to women's sports and more visibility for what these incredible athletes are accomplishing. Ally is on a mission to change the game for women's sports. So here at Laughter Permitted, we're going to keep telling the stories of trailblazing women. And every time you listen in, you are part of that change. To learn more about Ally, go to ally.com. Hey there, Dope Village. As y'all know, Ally has backed Laughter Permitted since day one of our podcast as our financial ally. And honestly, Lynn, I might just tattoo Ally on my forehead. And Ally is currently on a mission to change the game for women sports. And get this, along with being sponsors of the National Women's Soccer League, Atlantic Coast Conference, United States Golf Association, and the Las Vegas Aces, Ally has committed to an equal media investment in women's and men's sports. And you, my friends, can be part of the change by... 
watching your favorite athletes crush it on TV, by going to women's sporting events in person, by, I don't know, maybe listening to every single episode of this amazing podcast on trailblazing women. Because every time you show up for women's sports, you are helping move the game forward. You can learn more about Ally by visiting ally.com. Kick back, relax, and unwind. Let's have a good time finding the joy in life. We're smiling so bright, talking and laughing combined. Feeling alright, get comfortable listening. It's laughter permitted. Okay, Stewie, should we do this? Let's do it. Can we just start the interview by talking about Marta deserving a gold medal? Oh 11 pounds, 12 ounces on Teo. Come on. Yeah. It was Holy heck. It was crazy. Um so we knew he was big because you do these like growth checkups or whatever, especially when you do IVF and and those yeah. type of things. So he was estimating at 9 pounds, 11 ounces. And they're like, oh, it can like be off by a pound, like plus or minus or whatever. Um, so the doctors weren't too concerned. They were like, well, we'll still try to do like a, a natural birth. But if for whatever reason he's struggling to come out because he's so big, then we'll have to do a C-section. So I'm going to, can I give you guys all the details? Yeah, I, please. I think the situation was wild. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we went in on a Monday and we were supposed to start the induction that night or the next day and then basically she was like trying she was trying for like mm, 12 hours maybe yeah and uh-huh. like she just didn't dilate anymore she yeah. was just staying at five centimeters so i'm giving all the details and she's gonna yeah. be like why are you talking about me? <laughs> <laughs> um, her vagina only went exactly. to five centimeters exactly so like it was it was kind of crazy because she did the epidural like 10 they broke her water at 12 she was five centimeters dilated so then for 12 hours she was five centimeters dilated and then all of a sudden it was midnight and they're like all right we're gonna do a c-section so she hasn't eaten all day because you get the epidural you can't eat anymore and then we go in to do the c-section and it's like uh, i don't know like when you get into those rooms have you guys been in those or rooms probably right I had a C-section. I I actually went just like this. I'm I'm very much relating to this right now. This is my first. Wait till you hear our situation. So I have to wait outside. I have the gown thing on. Like I'm Uh waiting. She's in there getting prepped and whatever. Um, And I hear her. She like throws up. So I guess because she was like, I don't know, the lights and all the things. So then I go in and I'm going to sit by her head and her arms are like out wide. Um, And she's like, she can't feel, she's like, she can't feel her arms because of the anesthesia. So like, they're like moving her arms and she's like closing and opening her fists and whatever. Um, and then, you know, there's like the, the sheet, the curtain. So you can't see, you just only yeah. see like the stomach is just like yeah. wrestling. They're just wrestling with the stomach. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening in here? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm trying to like comfort her, you know, be with her. At the same time, I'm like, I'm starting to get a little bit hot. Um, the lights are bright. And then all of a sudden, Marta's like, Marta, with oxygen in her nose, is like, I can't breathe. I'm not breathing. And I'm like, 
you have oxygen. Like it's, it's going to help you breathe no matter what. So she was like stressing out, freaking out. The moment she was like, I'm not breathing. I was like, I don't feel good. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know why I'm laughing at that. It's it's funny now. All the things (laughs) happening, right? Like, Baby's coming out. Baby comes out. Teo comes out. And it's like, yay, Teo comes out. Marx is like, I'm not breathing. I'm like, I don't feel good. So I go outside. I'm like, I got to go outside because I can't fucking pa- Can I swear? I can't pass yes. out in this OR room, you know? Like, I don't want to hit something. I don't, I don't want to do that. Um, so I go out in the hallway. And all of a sudden, I'm just like, I catch myself. And I'm like, I open my eyes. And I'm like, what just happened? So I, I passed out in the chair outside. I'm waking up to the smell of like alcohol. The nurse put an alcohol like right, right in front of my my nose, and I'm looking at her like, "What just happened? Like literally, what?" Just she had to wake you up with yeah. the alcohol. I mean, I needed that that quick nap, but <laughs> but I was like, it was a lot. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. And then I drank I drank the juice and she's like, You wanna go back inside? And I was like, Yeah. So I went back inside. And then all of a sudden I was like, Your baby juice. Your baby is eleven pounds, twelve ounces. And I'm like, This is this is crazy. Like (laughs) all the things just happened and now I'm back. Wait, Tio, Tio, did Marta start breathing? Did she get oxygen? <laughs> Marta was you breathing. passed out. Marta's passed out. <laughs> and, Mar- and then she delivers a bowling ball. Yeah, that, Mar- that's bigger than a bowling ball, like five bowling balls. Oh, my gosh. Oh my yes, Marta was breathing. Marta was fine. Her, numb, her arms were like numb from the anesthesia. So like, you know, afterwards, they're like, fold your arms across your chest. So she was just like swinging on like <laughs> Um, but everyone was was safe everyone was healthy so Uh, we just have a funny story looking back the the nurses and doctors are probably like what is wrong with these two (laughs) tall athletes that just can't handle it in here and (laughs) here we are oh i feel like we just got the scoop we just got uh, a scoop that, that of all was, scoops. That's the scoop. It's funny. When I tell people, I'm like, it's funny. Oh, that's good. That is good. Wow. And Teo, <laughs> Teo came into this world with, <laughs> with one mom passed out in, <laughs> in the waiting room and the, <laughs> and the other one like pulling out her oxygen tubes. <laughs> I need air. <laughs> oh, yep. good. Basically, yeah. That's a good one. Okay, how about Ruby? How's she handling all of this? Uh, Ruby is doing pretty good. I think um, she was a little bit confused. Like she knew Teo was in Marta's stomach, right? But I don't think she knew that like that was actually a baby in there. It was just like everyone was telling her, "This is Teo." Um, so then when we came home with the baby, she was excited, a little bit confused. I think very happy that he doesn't touch her stuff. Um, <laughs> so we've been just trying to like help her feel involved um yeah. and at the same time she has her own things but um she's good my elder child when the second one came in was like is he staying <laughs> i'm like yep <laughs> he's kind of here for a long difference? time huh what was the age? uh two years okay so yeah i feel the same I think Izzy's still wondering if Declan is staying. <laughs> Does he have to stay? 
<laughs> Does he need to be here? Oh, so fun. Congratulations. That's awesome. Happy for you guys. Thank you. Stewie, the first thing we always do on the podcast <laughs> after we listen to the birthing story is <laughs> set the scene. Where you're at, what you're doing, all those things. So I'm in Brooklyn. Just trying to, to get my off-season life together, now navigating two children. Um, but yeah, it's been nice to have a little bit of downtime and, you know, enjoy being, being home and being present. Okay, y'all, I did the math. And this is now our third time, the three of us being together. Our first time is in 2015, Stuart, your senior year. At Connecticut. Right oh, you're a little baby. It was right at the start of school. And we were talking about in that interview, you going for your fourth national championship. Then we met up again in 2019. And that was while you were recovering from your Achilles injury. Mm-hmm. And now 2023. So basically we get together every... Oh, okay. We do every four years. Every four years, like the Olympics. We're Olympians. <laughs> Three times. Three time Olympics right here. Three time gold medalist because they're all gold. <laughs> I feel like because we have such familiarity, we're gonna do, we can do this a little bit differently. Stewie, what I'm really interested in is like, what do you want to talk about today? Like, what's on your mind besides giving us the scoop? What have you been thinking about lately? Um, What have I been thinking about lately? Just like in a broad sense of everything or? Whatever, wherever you want to take it. This is the most open-ended question I think I've ever asked. No, I'm not sure. Uh, I've been thinking about how women's sports is in like a amazing period right now where it seems like yeah. we're really about to, to continue to kind of um, lift off and go to a place where we probably haven't been before. Um, interested to see how that will tie into the Olympics because, you know, we haven't had a normal Olympics since... 2016 really because Mm. when we went to tokyo Mm -hmm. it was you know you're dealing with covid and restrictions and we were stuck in that hotel for 14 out of our 17 days there then you could go outside afterwards after your two-week quarantine you could go outside but it's kind of like well what do you what do i do julie did a lot of instagram videos (laughs) i did a lot of bands (laughs) um yeah i mean I, i don't know i could talk about whatever I thought you were going to say, like, I just want to talk about, like, sleep. That's it. <laughs> I could talk How- about my sleep, but Teo's, he wakes up once a night. Ugh, brilliant. Mm-hmm. Big baby. Brilliant. Big baby. Okay, Stewie, MVP again this year. You averaged more points and assists this year than any of your prior year. And as we know, this is a common theme now that we've done this every four years. This sustained excellence with you. So I'm interested in what internally, emotionally, mentally drives you to keep setting that bar so high? How do you sustain that? I think what kind of continues to drive me is just the the ability and the want to be better. I think that, you know, understanding that I'm obviously a great basketball player, but I still have, you know, uh, an untapped potential of you know making sure that I get better and better every single year and you know I'm not really sure if you're an athlete where you're like well I can't do anymore you know (laughs) does an athlete you know feel like yeah I'm good (laughs) (laughs) yeah 
this is right where I want to be. Um, so I just feel like, you know, this is, I'm in my prime. Um, this is where I want to just continue to be my best and, and set that standard. And, you know, coming into this league, I, I set the mark pretty high, but uh, making sure that every kind of facet of my game gets better. You know, if we go back to when we first met at Connecticut, that's what I've seen. It's incredible where you can do freaking anything on the court. You can nail a deep three, you can run rim to rim, and you can block Asia Wilson right in her face. And something I wondered is in all of this time, how do you decide what to focus on in order to keep adding these elements to your game? You know, that's what's important about like having good people around you to, to kind of help you um, decide and, and work, work on specific things, but making sure that I just fine tune everything and then understanding like whether it's the, the cadence of which I'm playing or how people are going to guard me or how people guarded me last season and how they'll guard me this coming season. Um, using that. I don't know. It's a lot of things to work on, but um, <laughs> just making sure that, you know, throughout my workouts, I kind of um, hit a piece of everything. Mm. So you fit, you you literally in the off season go into workouts thinking, okay, I'm going to work on, it's not just I'm going to get fit, I'm going to get my reps in. You're yeah. you're like strategizing what you're working on yeah, in terms definitely. of areas you need to grow. Mm-hmm. For sure. Huh. How, how do you not let, I mean, there's a lot in life, right? And as you become big elite athletes in any sport, there's a lot of things that pull at you. I mean, two, two kids beyond that as well. How do you not get distracted by that? Because I think that's a common theme we see, you know, the pull becomes, you know, hard. You have to say no a lot, I'm sure, but it it becomes more difficult. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, understanding and and I think that's something that I try to tell the younger players or um, new players into this league is like, you could say no. You know, <laughs> no is a complete sentence. <laughs> if you if you don't want to do something or if you don't like something, like say no. If you have something else going on, say no. You know, I have a, a great circle around me. Marta has has been amazing throughout all of this because she knows like I want to be present with her and and Ruby and Teo, but also I want to be the best and I want to be great and I want to make sure that you know when I go to the gym or when I'm working out, I don't feel guilt of yeah. not being at home. Mm-hmm. Um, so she, she supports me with that a hundred percent. And, um, I make sure that, you know, my, my family and my workouts, they, they come before the other things that are, are kind of pulling at me. What's, what's been the biggest adjustment? Because you, I mean, all you knew was, was Seattle and, you know, outside of not playing alongside Sue Bird, which mm-hmm. is probably one of the hugest adjustments. Mm-hmm. What, what's been the biggest one in New York? I think just just kind of like starting over in a sense. It's like, you know, when you start a new relationship um, and just understanding my who are going to be my people and who's going to help me and where where do I do Mm. my workouts and all these things and kind of embracing the uncomfortable part. Mm. Uh, Obviously, love Seattle, love playing with Sue, uh, but really wanted to make this this change and, you know, start a new chapter somewhere else and, you know, come to one of the biggest sports media markets in the world and play with amazing talent and just know that, you know, we could do something really special here. And the season has been incredible. 
the the way that the fans were kind of coming out, um, especially for the playoffs and at the end. I mean, it was like Barclays was completely sold out. You look up, yeah. you have to like cover your eyes to like see all the way up because the way the lights are. But it's like it's packed up there and you see the yeah. videos after and the towels and all that. Yeah, it's really cool to be around. And it's like even though the finals didn't go the way we wanted, even though it finished, what, three weeks ago, people are still like on the streets talking about it. When when I'm walking outside, they're like just saying thank you. You know, thank you for wow. the season. We can't wait for May. We're we're locked in. We're ready to go. And um, it's that is so cool. It is. It is really cool. And it's just a, a great. I don't know. Great feeling. I wonder if being in Brooklyn has any factor with that, that it's such a community that the whole the whole borough is getting around the team. Brooklyn is like community, like more neighborhoody yeah. um, in comparison, to, in comparison to, to Manhattan and things like that. I'm just thinking of walking into a coffee shop and seeing Brianna Stewart there and being a Liberty fan and that that would be a pretty rad experience to have. I mean, New York knows, knows basketball, so they know the Liberty and hopefully they'll continue to, to show up and maybe we'll have 17,000 at the start of the season. Right? <laughs> Not just for playoffs. Yeah. If you were to say, okay, I'm putting my GM hat on, what are the pieces still needed to get to winning the title? Um, pieces still needed. I think we just need uh, to solidify our bench a little bit more. I think that... Um, you know, we have some, some free agents, myself, JJ, um, Steph, I believe, and I'm sure there's others, but it's just making sure that we can keep the pieces together and, and build the chemistry. I think that uh, what we were able to do in such a short amount of time and um, come together in May and make it to the finals was, was incredible. And, you know, looking back, it's like, yeah, it sucks. It sucks that we lost and Vegas was tough. Uh, they played really well, but um, we could feel like the opportunity that we had and, and want to make sure that, you know, when we get back there again, we'll um, handle it the right way. When you said you're a free agent, haven't you been Cord, as they call it, where you're part of that core des designation. I, the fact that I even know that is, I'm really proud of. I know that was really good. Does uh, I, do, do I sound like a total beat reporter? <laughs> yes. Um, I don't just do soccer, people. <laughs> I know we got to talk about soccer. Let's go. Forget um, basketball. What do we even need to talk about basketball for? Yes. So I think I will be cord, but that doesn't happen until. January um, or February or something. Okay. So, so for all of you non-basketball people out there, being cord means that you are you deserve the court designation. You're allowed to give that to one player per WNBA team so that they do not go into the free agent market and they get a stay because they are core to the team. Correct? Did you just read that? <laughs> no. It's right here. I'm like, did that's I right here, Stewie. <laughs> Yes, that in is my big correct. brain. That is correct. As a part of our new CBA, you can only court a player twice, which means you oh, I didn't are know only stuck, um, stuck. Stuck. Twice. <laughs> because it used to be like they would just continue to core players like over and yeah. over and over. So right. players would be stuck. And with you the can never leave. Forever. Yeah. It's interesting when when I threw out that 
lob early in the interview as far as what you might like to talk about that you brought up women's sports because one of the questions I had prepared is that on this season of the podcast, I've been thinking about how women's sports is at this inflection point. And what I'm really curious is about in talking with you is what it's like being one of the faces of that movement. I think it's just, you know, making sure that we don't get anything less than what we deserve. And, Hell yeah. you know, as, as uh, female athletes, you know, we know we've been, I feel like we've been telling people forever, you know, watch us, pay attention, this, that, and the other. And now it's kind of like, you know, now they have, now you're seeing sports on like primetime or, you know, certain networks and ratings are going up like hundreds of percentage and 250 and whatever, all these things. You're like, I don't even know what this means, but it's like, yeah, because you put us where people can watch, you know, you make us more accessible. You talk about us more. So it's funny how that works. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah we told hello, you. Like, hello. hello. We've been it's talking this forever. <laughs> how many decades does it take? Good God. But we have, you know, an incredible amount of athletes and, and talented women across the board, um, especially in women's sports. And I want to be able to, to continue to push that forward, to continue to talk to, to companies or endorsers or whatever the case may be to, to understand that, you know, this is just, this is just a start, you know, you see all these things, but it's like, don't just be a bystander. Like, come on, get involved. Like, yeah, bring, bring your people or your, company to be a part of the WNBA, WNBA or NWSL or whatever the case may be, because we're going to continue to grow and we're going to continue to build. Yeah, it's so fun to see. I mean, and then coupled with the fact that this, this, you know, obviously, I think that the power of what we're seeing in terms of data and numbers and, and revenue and uh, sponsorship numbers around women's sports and attendance numbers and viewership and all of that. But then you couple that with what I love most about women's sports is that y'all recognize you have this platform, right? And it's for a bigger purpose. And that's what I've always admired about you WNBA players and you in particular, Stewie, is is that there's there's more to it than of course standing on a podium and or or you know winning a gold medal or holding up you know a trophy that that this matters in so many different ways, and you've done such a good job of making sure there's purpose to that passion and purpose to that play. What's the biggest thing that you're focused on going forward right now on that level? The one thing that I'm kind of focused on like on the, the off the court senses, you know, like we talked about being, I'm in Brooklyn now and I'm in New York and I, we got here in April because we came right from Turkey and moved all of our stuff from Seattle. So uh, the way that the community kind of, you know, showed up for, for us in New York and continued to give back to us, I, I want to give back to them and continue to, to kind of focus on that. And at the same time, you know, we always we're always fighting for equality over here, so um, making sure that that's that's a consistent one that never changes. I think one of the coolest things you did was make a jump to a company where you were going to have your signature women's shoe. You know, oh, well, I people might not know that women's basketball players, girls, have been wearing boys and men's shoes. Mm-hmm. And that makes a statement. Just do, you doing that makes a big statement. 
Yeah, I mean, what a crazy, what a crazy time when you're in like sneaker negotiations, and um, that was. Did you pass out? No, I, I didn't pass out. Okay, good. But I'm convinced that it was lights in the OR room. I'm convinced. We need to have like a trial it might have where been people the fact go that... in there with the scrubs. Someone says that they're not breathing, and we see how everyone re- reacts because maybe it wasn't. You know what breathing. it is? It's that on the other side of that sheet. This is what my husband said. On the other side of that sheet, he's like, "Your entire insides were laying on your stomach," and I was like, "What?" Wait, he's did like, he look over? He looked. He was Are you like, allowed to do that? I think so. He's like, <gasps> literally, like everything is out, like your intestines. Your, I'm like, what? Well, oh, I you didn't even look. So you can't even. You didn't even, even look. Mm. Oh, you should have said, yeah, that was it, Julie. Mm. No, didn't even no. look. I, when I walked in, I was Rule like, fire. I'm just tunnel vision. I'm not looking at anything else. I don't want to <laughs> see anything nasty. I just want to. <laughs> Where's the baby? <laughs> I just want to hear a baby crying. Teo, get out. Uh, that's funny. Anyways, Puma's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> What's it like in a sneaker negotiation? Um, it's kind of, you know, it was it was a little bit like a bidding war, but what Puma wanted to do and and how they wanted to continue to build back into the basketball market because they they weren't for a while and and then make sure that not only are they pushing their entire basketball market forward, they're, they're getting behind uh, women's basketball and giving me that opportunity to have a signature shoe uh, where you can go in and you can go to any store and you can get the, the Stewie ones. And that's something that's really cool. And the process behind it has been wild. Like the, the first shoe, the Stewie one, we did during COVID. So it was like there was product delays. We never saw like a, a 3D sample of the shoe until, you know, almost when the shoe was done. Um, so it was a very rushed timeline. But uh, it's 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 unbelievable, I think, to, to be able to be a part of uh, a small group of women's basketball players that have a signature shoe or have had. But there's there's many in the WNBA that deserve them. And um, hopefully we just continue to keep building on that. My high school basketball shoes, a pair of Cheryl Swoops shoes, and I played high school basketball a while ago, and it took time for another WNBA player to have her um, own shoe. It's crazy. Yeah. Swoops. I hope you still have them. You still have them, I right? do. Yeah. When I can, I can show you. They're, they're a little worn, but yeah, I still have them. Vintage. Totally mm-hmm. vintage. Julius, you know what I was thinking is that we asked... Billie Jean King, to totally name drop. We asked her recently what she sees for women's sports, but what would you like to see for the future of women's sports? I I think that what I would like to see for the future of women's sports is not only for us having to stick up for ourselves and and kind of express ourselves and and explain, you know, how we do things and what we are, but for others to, to do that. And, you know, those with an even bigger platform to do that and kind of shed light on everything that we do on and off the court what did they say it was what all women's sports receive five percent of media coverage yeah that's that's changed now to like yeah 15 15 mm-hmm. you know but they it's say. like they say but it's like it i don't be, know who they is but they say yeah <laughs> it should be 50 you know yeah and and within this this percentage that we have like don't make female athletes have to compete against each other 
you know, mm-hmm. for it and for who can continue to get uh, a bigger deal or things like that. We should all be working in parallel. And that's how I feel with like the WNBPA and the players and the, and the WNBA. It's like because we have a, an opportunity to opt out of our new CBA deal, um, having a TV deal come in. It's like we should all be working together to make sure that this gets better. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I would like. Everyone work together. Give us mm-hmm. more. Give us more of everything. Jets. Yeah. And there is room money. at the table. It's not yeah. like one or the other, right? That's that's how I feel. It's like we're we're not here to pick up scraps. Yeah. You know? We have That's a, that's a us- kinger. That's a kinger quote right there. We're not here for the crumbs. Exactly. Give us a seat at the table. We have yeah. a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. We got shit to talk about. We do. Jules, do you All have right. anything else? Or are you ready for no. some Game competition? Time. Wait, Game I have time. something. Let's Who do you think is going to win the um, soccer, the the finals? The final? Final. I, you know, I, I, know you're, I know who you're thinking. I know who you're thinking, Stewie. You're going back to your old city, your old stomping grounds. Um, I would like to see Pino. Wait, aren't you in San Diego? I would San like Diego? to say Pino take it. Um, I'm with Angel City. We lost in the quarterfinals. But don't you live in San Diego? I, yeah, I live close. I'm actually... Okay. Sadly, not going to the final because my child, Izzy, is playing in a big tournament in Phoenix for soccer. Mm. And I miss a lot because of my travel. So Mm. I just felt like I needed to be present and go with her. So I'm going to Phoenix to watch her play for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I'm missing it. I'll watch it on my little phone while she's playing. Um, But that that would be cool to see Pino win it in her last year. O.L. Reign. Bring it back to Seattle. They've never won. I yeah, don't think they've ever won. That's what I was won. wondering. I don't think I don't, they've ever won either, right? I don't think they have won. I don't think either Gotham or uh, L- Gotham L-L-Ray. for sure, no. This is the first finals. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm New and York they, now, so Gotham I'm like, I have to last cheer place. for them a little bit. Oh, that's right. You got your two cities. Yes. Look at you. That's I didn't cool. even think of that. Yeah. So wait, so who are you cheering for then, Stewie? Which way are you going? Hmm. I'm cheer for Megan. For Pino. Yeah. It's cool, though, that it's it's hers and um, Allie's, like, final game. That's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's I'm having fine. a flashback to our 2019 conversation where you talked about Pino celebrating with the Storm as if she had won a WNBA championship. <laughs> so maybe you can return the favor for her. Oh, Yes. I, I, I mean, I'm ready to party with whoever because I feel like I'm I'm on both sides because yeah. Gotham has showed up to our games and they've they've been that's cool. uh, big supporters of us. But um, Aww. my I love my that. And Gotham went from last place to now playing in the final. By the way, last season, yeah. incredible. Yeah. What were you gonna say? Sorry. I was gonna say my relationship with Megan is is pre-existing. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'll ask Ruby. I'll ask Ruby who we cheer for. There you yeah. go. Stewie, it is, it is your off season, but we are going to engage in some competition here. It's officially time for the Lynn game. In fact, you've, you've got, you're ready. Can you share with us what your noisemaker is? It is? This might be one of the cutest squeakies we've ever had. This is it's my dog's Nemo. dog toy. Yeah. It's adorable. Oh, oh they'll find Nemo. Jules had like a have? mimosa one, but it was dirty, and it, the squeaky didn't work. So <laughs> a mimosa one. <laughs> I love a mimosa. I love good mimosa. <laughs> I didn't know they made no, a mimosa. Not a, a mimosa. T- a bloody mary. Sorry. 
Oh, Bloody Mary squeaky toy. Really? God, I got to get myself a Moscow mule squeaky toy because that's what I I enjoy a lot of. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going with the King or Kong ball. Uh, that is my squeaky. So, Stewie, this game is five questions. Just we like don't the have one? I'm, I distribute the questions. Oh, I'm, the, okay. I'm, the ho- I'm the game show host, she if reps. you will. The ref. Let me get a good grip. Just like the WNBA Finals, in this game, best of five wins. So there'll be five questions, all multiple choice. The theme of this game is, I'm a cool mom. All the questions. Okay, wait, I just want to say, Stewie, as you have had sustained excellence and you're consistently great in basketball, I have sustained excellence in the Lynn game. That is well, my. Have uh, you been like practicing your squeak? Yeah, I I, I, just I work on my squeak forty minutes yeah. ago. <laughs> yeah, so I warm up, I stretch. All of the questions are about the movie Mean Girls. Oh wait, what does that have to do with Cool Moms? Well, that might oh be an indicator gosh. of how you're going to do in this game, Julie. Wait, I've seen Mean Girls. Me too, but I'm not that like uh, well rehearsed on it. It's <laughs> yeah. so all multiple choice, so everyone oh. has a shot. Question one. What song does Damien sing at the talent show? Is it A, Survivor, B, Just Dance, or C, Beautiful? Julie. Oh, my God, that was a hard one. Um, Just Dance. Incorrect. Stewie, your options are Survivor or Beautiful. Um. Do I squeak? I squeak. <laughs> oh, I really have no idea. Um, beautiful. Correct. Oh God. <laughs> Question yeah. two. All right, one zero to Stewie. Mean Girls is like before my time a little. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Question I- two: Which actress plays Regina George's mom and is a cool mom? Is it A. Anna Gasteyer, B. Paula Pell, or C. Amy Poehler? C. Correct. Yeah. 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 Okay. I got the next one because I know what it is. <laughs> Question two zero. I'm gonna get smoked three. in this damn game. <laughs> On what day do we wear pink? Is it A. Stewie? Friday. Incorrect. Oh, I got a chance. What day? The window. I'm in. What is the other one? Option A, Wednesday. Is it B, Thursday, or C, Friday? Well, now you have. You don't, you don't. Wednesday. Correct. <gasps> Two to one. Let's go. Question four. What is the group name for Regina, Gretchen, and Karen? Oh. Is it A, the Plastics? B, the Pink Ladies, or C, the Gossip Girls. Julie. A, the Plastics. Oh, Stewie, that's a tough one. It came in. I called Julie, so it is the Plastics. And now we we'll go. It was so, me. I got in first. So we could. Unfortunately, I don't have a red flag for a review on that, Stewie. We're no recording. VAR. Go back. We know VAR <laughs> on this. <laughs> okay, two two. It's question. coming down to the wire. This is the last question, Stewie. Question five. What character says that's so fetch and keeps trying to make it a thing? Is it A, Karen Smith, B, Regina George, 
or C, Gretchen Wiener? Stewie. Hmm. C? Correct. Oh, she doesn't even know what C is. <laughs> Gretchen, 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 Gretchen. Gretchen Wiener. <laughs> you always pick C. Always pick C. If you don't know, you pick C. Oh, C? <laughs> well done. Well done. Oh, God. I was so close to beating Stewie. Mm, next, um, time, next time we do Paw Patrol because I'm really well, well versed on that. Next uh, time we do Dora the Explorer, that would that would have been like very in line with. She would have given you something really like in your wheelhouse. Just house. keep swimming. Yeah, just keep swimming. All right, most pressing questions, Lynn. Mine is more of a statement, Stewie. I would totally take you in a bar fight. We asked in the ninety ers episode, which ninety er would you want in a bar fight? And it made me think. I in general, would just always take Brianna Stewart in a bar fight. And I have a theory that you would actually diffuse the situation where there, a fight would break out and you just would roll up and be like, y'all, why are we fighting? We should just be hanging out and having fun. So it's kind of curious <laughs> if you think that theory has some weight to it. Um, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Okay. I went to UConn, so, you know. I'm a lover, not a fighter. Yeah. <laughs> What does that mean? That you went to UConn? They're diffusers? That we, we know how to party. We know how to drink. Because what else are we going to do when we're, when we're there? <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> That's not diffusing. I mean, if you're drinking, I could diffuse you're... in many ways. We can talk okay. it through. Then we could all have a little Moscow mule mm-hmm. or a Bloody Mary. Or we just pass out. Or just pass out. <laughs> <laughs> I got to ask... There seemed to be a ton of chatter uh, post-finals and during the finals, whether it was night-night and uh, Kelsey Plum apologizing for saying New York Liberty is not a team, a bunch of indi- a bunch of individuals. I have this debate. I'm thinking this is a generational thing because I have this debate with my 14-year-old a lot who loves to talk the smack. And I'm like, just stop talking the smack, right? So what did you think of this? Do you love it? Is it normal? Do you not like it? Um, I mean, I think that it's, I'm, I'm fine with it either way. I think that, you know, what, what I think is, you know, when you look at men's sports, it's like everything is being dissected, you know, whether people are like blinking twice in the matter of one second or whatever the case may be, or, you know, whatever LeBron is doing. So, um, in order for us to continue to kind of get to the point where where we can say we're equal with them and we continue to reach equality, we have to be able to take both, the positive mm-hmm. and the negative. Um, hmm. So I feel like if if you're gonna like talk talk smack, like you have to be able to take it as well. Mm. That's that's a good response. I'm not worried about it. Yeah, because there are. I I remember when I first uh, started commentating and I would be negative on tv about like uh, play or people don't like it right they did not like it and they told me because this was like past teammates right i Mm -hmm. just retired and i was like listen you get you're gonna have to like it because that's like how it's gonna be like if we're really gonna want the sport to grow then you have to take the good and the bad it can't just be like oh let's 
let's keep promoting and saying how great everything is when it's not great. Yeah, so. I feel like it's like you have to be able to like really dissect the sport. And mm -hmm. yeah, you can't just have like all the happy butterflies and fluff. Yeah. It was a lot of chatter, though. I'm sure they didn't like it. Yeah. Oh, um, in the finals? Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot of, yeah. a lot of shit talking. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah. It's all right. All right. Okay, Stewie. High, low, cheer. Now, this is something you can you could take this when your kids are a little older. This is something I used to do around the table a lot with my kids when they were a little bit older than yours. Elementary school, middle school. Now they're cool, too cool for school and don't want to sit and chat high, low, cheer. We used to do their high of the day, their low of the day, and someone that they wanted to cheer for to show gratitude for someone else. So for you, I wanted you to do the high of your career, the low of your career, and the cheer is for someone that you're grateful for who's helped you along the way. Okay. The high of my career would be winning two Olympic gold medals mm -hmm. and hopefully a third soon. The low of my career would be rupturing my Achilles. Mm. That sucked. Uh, <laughs> um and what was the one the, the cheer cheer who so i when you're, cheer. Thank well, you that you're grateful, grateful for. for i'm grateful for marta my wife obviously because she's there for me for through thick and thin um but i'm also <laughs> grateful for susan borchard uh she's my my trainer and she helps me day in and day out continue to you know be great and make sure that i'm only getting better ah good one i hear a lot about susan mm -hmm. i'm i'm starting my workouts again and now my whole body is just being sore it's like <laughs> that that soreness where you can't sit on the toilet that's when I'm oh right yeah now. that's the best yeah i don't miss that honestly yeah stewie I love you, my friend. I'm so proud of all you're doing and what you're going to continue to do. Congrats on Teo. Congrats on being a cool mom who just beat me in that game. I can't wait to cheer you on next year. Thank you, guys. It's been a pleasure to be on the show um, <laughs> for the third time and once every four years. So I'll see you guys in 2027. Yeah, we'll see you then. <laughs> With another gold medal. Or I'll see you in Paris next year. Let's go! I know. I can't believe it's coming up. I know. I'm doing the soccer, not the uh, the basketball, of course. I think you're trending toward you could. Let's just swap. I might try. Yeah. I've never seen Julie so engaged with the WNBA than this year. Like, she was, she got into it. I know. I was, I was all in on that game four. I was like, let's go! <laughs> So if I do call some hoop games at the Olympics, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying it could happen. What else would I talk about besides the core designation? Because that's really mm -hmm. all I know about mm -hmm. basketball. <laughs> I try and give my 14-year-old tips. I'm like, you get in there. You box out. I could do a little Dickie V. Oh, I love when he used to go. Yeah. That guy can shoot the rock, baby. <laughs> 
You know, I think the key then is that you simply need to get your catchphrase. Get your booty in the ball. I, I no no. Get your. I'll, I'll think of that. I'll work on that. <laughs> uh, takeaways. I sincerely mean this. I am so proud of how in laughter permitted we've talked about menstruation, menopause, IVF, and now C sections. Thank you, Stewie, for that story. <laughs> I smell a dopey. And although what really was a hilarious story, I just think it's awesome that we have a platform where women can tell it like it is. <laughs> and the other takeaway is that I have a feeling Hoops fans are going to do maybe some finger snaps right now with me because it's just incredible. I mentioned this in the interview to see how Stewie gets better and better and better. She's the great of the greats and has not stopped improving. And yeah. my takeaway is how hard she works to improve her game. She hires and works with the best in the business to do so and said how she even yeah. says no to make sure that her choices align with her priorities on and off the court. So that was I, I always enjoy when an athlete pulls back the curtain a little bit on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's I think sometimes young kids think, oh, my, she's just got really good genes or DNA or, you know, it's because she makes money and she can do all these things. No, she works her ass off. <laughs> um, and she's very committed to getting better. My takeaway was that um, after watching Stewie for so many years, the thing that always gets me about watching her play is she's always so chill. Like she's yes. hard to rattle. And basketball is a very emotional sport, as we know. So it's always commendable when a athlete, for as much success as she had and as many people who tried to shut her down, is is so unrattable, unrattleable. I think that's a word. I'm going to say so. So the thing that I, my takeaway is her passing out story showed i was kind of happy to hear it because she is a mere mortal after all and i honestly wasn't sure so uh that she faints like all of us do <laughs> oh, such a good story yeah that was a great story questions permitted lynn what do we got this came in an email from joe she said hey all do you have suggestions for how an average middle-aged woman can help advance women's sports? I go to games, buy the merch, <laughs> support the sponsor, share the pods, coach a bit, but it seems trivial compared to the passion I feel and the value sport has given me throughout my life. I have tons of friends who feel this way. We need ideas, please. Thank you, Joe. Mm, great question, Joe. Then? My initial thought is, Joe, what you're doing isn't trivial at all, that you yeah, are exactly. doing a lot and to keep doing it. And I really do believe that we all have a little nook in this space. Everything counts. Everything adds up. And there is a lot to be said for women supporting women. Yeah. And I would absolutely agree that is not trivial because she's doing all the things right. that owners and investors and people who are getting in the business sponsors want to see is that she's putting a butt in the seat. She's going to games. Mm. She's watching it on television. You're buying merch. You're, you know, supporting the sponsors. And I would say that um, 
the one thing I think lost sometimes is, you know, people are going to games now and we see that in the numbers and watching games. But I think um, this is a big one that I'm starting to realize on the marketing side is that the difference now in sponsorship for women's sports is that brands are activating. You hear that word a lot. So meaning that they're not just, so what used to happen in women's sports is say, and I'll just pull this out of the sky, McDonald's was supporting the World Cup. Mm -hmm. And when they bought a package, they bought the men and the women's World Cup because they had to buy it as a package together. Mm -hmm. So they would activate on the men's World Cup and do all these promotions and commercials and in-store advertisement and on um, Happy Meal boxes, uh, marketing of players and their support of the World Cup. But for the women's World Cup, they would do literally nothing. And again, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying McDonald's did this. I'm just giving this as an example of a big sponsor, right? And what you're seeing now is these brands are activating with, which is why they're separating them out. They're not packaging them together. Hmm. They're separating them out so that they're buying the Women's World Cup and then they're activating on Women's World Cup. They're buying the Olympics and they're activating on it. So what's really cool is when... These brands, as they do at Angel City a ton, as they do with the U.S. Women's National Team, I know, specifically, get the feedback that these consumers and clients are using their product because they value them supporting women's sports. So the two, of course, on top of my mind, are Ally and Dick Sporting Goods, our two sports, I'm sorry, sponsors, who have made a huge commitment to supporting women's sports in this space. And so by showing that allegiance and buying their products and going to their stores and, and mm -hmm. doing, uh, you know, so I think is, is huge as well, because what we're finding in the data is that women's sports fans are some of the most loyal fans out there, which makes more sponsors want to come to them. So um, I would say only to add to that, keep supporting the sponsors mm -hmm. who are giving back to women's sports because it does really make a difference. And hopefully that many more will will activate. So, Joe, thank you for asking and keep doing what you're doing. Joe! <laughs> All right, Dope Village. Thank you for taking the time to hang with us. We uh, hope you got some laughs out of that one and a few sticky thoughts to take with you on your day. You will definitely get a lot of stickies as well from next week's episode with Paralympic runner and Madam President-elect of the Women's Sports Foundation, Scout Bassett. She's an amazing story herself, which she fills us all in on. Um, also, for the Dope Village, if you would, go on and rate and subscribe the to the pod. That really does matter in our never-ending quest for world domination. Dope Village domination. And, as always, a big thank you to our sponsors, Ally and Dick's Sporting Goods, for their continued support. And to Kate Diaz, of course, for our theme music. And as always, kids, remember, sing it with us. Laughter permitted. Give us a seat at the table. We have a lot to talk about.